0: Welcome to Audible Interlude, a G.I. Joe podcast. I am your host, Dave West, codename Phantom Troublemaker.
1: And I am your master of disguise, codename Crapshoot. (laughs)
2: Because I was going with, and I am your Cobra Spy, infiltrating G.I. Joe, codename Legion Cub.
0: Oh no, we're in trouble tonight,
2: folks.
0: (laughs) What a way to start the new year. We've got the podcast in upheaval in threat of sabotage uh please follow us on instagram at audible interlude podcast and on twitter at gi joe audible and we have to to talk about a little bit of news talk about some things that have happened lately but the very first thing that we have to do uh last episode which you can find wherever you get your podcasts we did an america's elite on destro and if you don't know that's where we take a look at a character and look at every version of of the character that's come out and uh, determine the best one. And we totally overlooked the classified series Destro figures. Yeah. Because what, well, what's been happening is we use yojo.com where all of the three and three quarter inch Joes are there together. But when you have other releases like Sigma six classified series or the little, uh, what were the Lego type things,
1: uh, CREO, oh, Creo.
0: CREOs yeah stuff like that is not in the Yojo database so very often we just completely overlook it and also because stuff like CREO is not even in my we'll talk about it at yeah, some point Hasbro on the show Even
1: overlooked CREO <laughs> and, and look as a lego collector uh I pretend that CREO does not exist because it's blasphemy to me
0: but at some <laughs> point we will well right we'll, we'll get into that at some point we'll cover CREO on the show for sure <laughs> But uh, I just wanted to mention that the Classified Series Destro, both of the releases that they've done so far are fantastic. Uh, I, I actually think the, the mainline release Destro is one of the best Destro figures.
1: We've also uh, covered them quite a bit, though, just in our regular coverage. So yeah, we, we've, we've we, talked we about We have them talked about them both.
0: Just not in comparison, which really you don't need to because both versions are covered fairly well on the three and three quarter inch lines. But I just wanted to throw it out there that we're we're aware that we omit things from time to time and uh, we'll go back and cover it when we can. Uh, I also want to mention that there are some new reviews up on the Needless Things YouTube channel. You can check out my review of the Super 7 Bat, uh, the Snake Supreme Cobra Commander and the Red Ninja uh i give full unboxing and review videos of those the super seven bat it came out right at the end of the year and is one of my my favorite i guess gimmick toys of the year like i can't straight up just say oh this is an amazing action figure because if you're not into what it's doing then you're not going to love it but as far as just being a a gimmick throwback kind of thing it's it's an awesome bat figure it
2: looked great from the pictures that you shared like yeah
0: it's the, the execution on it is so nice. Like it's very nice, heavyweight plastic uh, and the way that the chest comes off. It's like everything from the upper thighs to the neck is this panel that comes off. So you see even more than what's traditionally exposed on the bats. It's it's just really cool. It's a fun piece. And the, the problem I ran into is uh, I want to display the figure, but the box is so awesome that I want to display the box too. So I had to kind of like rig the figure back into the box to put it up on the shelf as though I had never opened it, but I did. And you can find that on the needless things, YouTube channel. Uh, and then finally uh, the regal Cobra command. Did either one of you guys, Noel, I know you're not really focusing on classified at all. Christian, did you get your hand no. on the regal Cobra commander? Any interest in it?
2: No, really the, the only of that series um, that I said, even looked interesting was the um, Arctic uh, storm shadow.
0: So the regal Cobra commander, it's the third release of Cobra commander. Uh, They're all basically the same figure with varying levels of fanciness, but this one has a more traditional light blue color scheme. And I actually went to cancel my order on Hasbro pulse because after getting the snake Supreme Cobra commander, that's the, the, one with the cape and the comes with the little globe. Like it's the deluxe deluxe one with the crazy deco on the chest and everything. Uh After getting that one, I was like, you know what? I really don't need a lesser version. So I went to Hasbro pulse to cancel and it wouldn't let me cancel. And then it showed up later that day. <laughs> and I, oh, I no be yeah. I had no shipping notification or anything. It just showed up. And then like four hours after it showed up, I got a shipping notification. <laughs> oh, nice. Yeah. Yeah. So, but uh, I've got it and it's great. And it actually, uh, it's not the nicest that Snake Supreme is incredible, but it's out of the three Cobra Commanders, it's actually my favorite one now. That light blue just is, is really with the gold, very striking and very, it, it's the most nostalgic one of the three, I think. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, and I'm pretty sure I mentioned that that would, uh, of the three they've released thus far, that's been the one that I like the most. I do have the mainline. Classified Cobra Commander. He's actually the only of the classified figures I own, um, but uh, yeah, if I if I were going to buy another one, I would get that one probably over the Snake Supreme. But I just I just like the aesthetics of this one better.
0: Yeah, it's if I could only have one classified Cobra Commander, I would probably choose this one. I would choose this one. The only thing I don't like on this and the Snake Supreme is they colored his little boots. Like the regular release just has black boots, but they colored the tips, the armored tips on these, and it looks really. it looks like he's wearing elf shoes nothing against elves but maybe not so much on our favorite terrorist leader (laughs) he's been he's been getting advice from the iron sheik uh any other (laughs) 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 oh my gosh that would that would be the only thing that would drive it over the top is if they curled up at the end that's right uh any other news or any thoughts uh before we move on into the review
1: well, we uh, we finally got the Firefly and Viper figures showing up at Targets, and people are making Target employees' lives living hell, uh, according to everything I'm seeing online right now. Don't don't do that; they're not getting paid enough to put up with you harassing them over the toys that they may or may not have in stock.
0: Yeah, absolutely true. And I I, I went out on the first. Uh, I didn't do a super early AM run like i've done a couple of times in the past because i've gotten to the point where these things are so frustrating and the distribution is so poor that i i just don't want to uh I'm, I'm over it if i don't get a viper i don't get a viper i'm not taking hours and hours out of my day
2: to to chase these things down um which sucks i've given to up on anything in that is a target exclusive I, yeah oh, but, Uh, at least the target by my house has not restocked its toy section since black Friday. Oh gosh. Every week leading up to Christmas, when I would go in there, the shelves were just more empty, more empty and going, um, day before yesterday or the first, yeah. Um, not still nothing. So I'm like, uh, yeah, Yeah, it's, it's very
0: frustrating. And, and there's, You know, the newer element now is that all of these exclusives that have hit over the past year that have gone up for online presale or have been store exclusives in one form or another, uh, you know, now the the scalper slash bot factor, whatever that is, uh, you know, resellers seem to be more of an issue than ever. Where before I felt like, oh, maybe I missed this wave. They'll get more back in in a couple of weeks. And now it feels like people are beating me to it all the time.
2: Target and Hasbro need to take a page out of what Disney is doing right now. Because for a while, Disney has realized that the scalper and resale market on their items is huge. Um, And they've taken steps when it comes to annual pass holders, team members, you know, limiting what they can buy. And now I was just reading that on the Disney store online, when it comes to certain items, it limits you to two. That's it. So you would have to have a network of friends to be able to buy the amount, you know, that scalpers usually would. And, And I wish more stores like Target and Walmart would would take that stance because even though I like army builders, if I had more of a guarantee to get a figure, I could handle it. If I got two, versus uh, I can't get any.
0: Well, and that's uh, they actually have been limiting stock because. Really. I, I would yes, I was fortunate enough. I around seven o'clock Friday morning because I I stayed up Friday night to see if the old two thirty inventory drop happened uh and it apparently happened about one o'clock when i wasn't looking uh they were magically firefly and the viper were magically now their status changed because it went from pre-orders sold out to the gray in stock or ship which is the same thing as sold out there but they're a different type of availability i guess So then about seven o'clock in the morning when I got up, I I just got on because that's now I'm a complete lunatic because the first thing I do in the morning when I get up is look at Target's website to see if the stuff I can't get is coming to stock magically. So anyway, I did. And Firefly was red on the ship portion. So I clicked it and clicked it and clicked it and clicked it and clicked it, which you you have to do. It it never just works. Uh, And finally, I was able to add one to my cart, went to my cart. Uh, checked out and it shipped yesterday which uh sat, it shipped on saturday january the 2nd so it's on the way and i don't understand how big bad toy store uses fedex and my stuff gets here in about two days mm. and target uses fedex and stuff takes like a week and a half what no
2: i can tell you with my current job fedex and their shipping makes zero <laughs> zero cents <laughs> it depends on which hub they have cuz if okay, you live in Florida your stuff actually goes up to Tennessee and then back down to Florida. Oh god. So I'm I'm telling you FedEx <laughs> don't even try to understand it it's just going <laughs> to hurt your brain.
0: Well, all I know is I managed to order a Firefly and it's on the way now and even though it's a Firefly that I don't even like that much, uh, this is what Hasbro's done to us. I'm excited just because <laughs> I was able to freaking get it. So good planning i guess Hasbro. uh all right any other thoughts about the current crop of cobra island or anything else before we move on to our review
1: his tanks and Austrikers strikers showing up on clearance at some walmarts i hear
0: what yeah they're th- those are what you can find from the retro series stuff well those in snake eyes uh yeah they're i haven't seen them on clearance yet but
1: no, but Every I'm seeing Walmart. them in in large numbers when yes. I go in now. Really, uh, they, see, they've yeah.
2: dried they've dried up here again. My the three WalMarts closest to me, we the little metal figures.
1: That's it. Yeah. those are also apparently on clearance at a lot of stores too. I haven't seen them on clearance here either, um, but I've seen a lot of people posting pictures of them where they're down to like mm. sixteen or eighteen dollars for the uh, the 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 hiss oh, and the off striker.
0: That's going to be Hmm. tough to pass up once I start seeing it get under 20.
1: I might wind up with an army of hisses if I I run into the right Walmart.
0: (laughs) Right? Well, that's the thing is I've got a stack of vintage collection TIE Fighters from when those went on clearance because I was like, why would I not buy a bunch of TIE Fighters? And I'll do the same thing with his tanks for sure. Uh, And those little metal figures, once those get down to like two bucks a pack, I'll just buy everything (laughs) they've got just to have them for giveaways or whatever.
1: Oh, yeah. It's a great idea.
0: All right, well, guys, I think it is time to move on to our review. And on this episode, what else could we review but 2020? Oh. <sighs> 2020 was quite a year in the world of toy collecting uh, and a big year, a massive year, really, in the world of G.I. Joe. Uh, There were, you know, we're not going to lie, a lot of disappointments, but also a lot of really amazing stuff went down this year. So we're just going to take a look back and review what happened with G.I. Joe in 2020. I'm sure you guys have some bullet points like I do. Christian, why don't you start us off?
2: oh man uh okay so first off who would have thought that 2020 would have had so much gi joe news after being stagnant for so long um you know the the pluses uh, i think that we got some amazing figures um you know the the baroness with the motorcycle when what? I see the pictures S- online. Some of us got some amazing. Right. right. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm trying to look at the positives here to start <laughs> off with. Um, you know, the, the, the vintage collection um, hitting Walmarts, uh, although with enough time <laughs> and looking online, it's pretty much the 50th anniversary re-released. Um, But that's okay. At least they were on shelves. They were in people's spaces again. Uh, But man, the downsides, the shipments were insane. Um, You know, totally bad form when you pre-order something and it keeps getting, you keep getting those emails saying, oh, it's delayed. Oh, it's delayed. And then you walk into the Walmart and oh, look, there's the awe striker that apparently i'm still waiting on so bad form there i I think they underestimated when it came to the vintage collection like you know we've said you can find snake eyes uh, and after that storm shadow i don't i never saw a baroness or anybody else on the shelves in orlando
0: no i never saw a baroness on pegs um and i i was fortunate and that my pre-order actually shipped so i do have a baroness but I've, I've never seen one out in the wild uh and the other frustrating thing is if i think Noel, this happened to you where you had the pre-order it got delayed it got delayed you saw it in the store and we're like well i've got a pre-order and then your pre-order got canceled the next day uh
1: yeah that was that was frustrating but thankfully um thanks to dave i I got an Austriker, um, and I now have been able to see them in stores more often. So they're out there. You just got to be patient for some of these things, unless well, they're Target that's, exclusive.
0: That's the other thing to keep in mind is distribution. Uh, it's been particularly rotten, or it was particularly rotten in 2020, but it's it's never been good. Uh, Walmart, ha- you know, going back years and years and years, there are items that are Walmart exclusive that you might not ever see locally. Or you might see locally months after the, they first start hitting stores and it goes straight to clearance. Uh, like it, it's you know, the thing that we have to accept is that Walmart and Target get these exclusives because they want to have these little items that are just theirs. Uh, and the manufacturers want them to want these exclusives because it's encouragement for them to carry the main line. So they're, they're, awful but they're necessary and if it wasn't for these retailer exclusives we wouldn't even be getting these items because that's how they get made as walmart says hey we'd be interested in a gi joe line just for us and that's why we're getting retro gi joes and retro gi joe vehicles if walmart weren't interested we wouldn't have a new his tank we wouldn't have a new Aw-Striker. so it's very frustrating but it's just part of the game now unfortunately
1: it's also this is a this is a, a brand that really hasn't had any real support by Hasbro in a, at least a decade. Um, it's it's been you know since what when was wounded retaliation? T- 2012 was when retaliation came out. And that's probably the last year that there was a lot of real focus on G.I. Joe from Hasbro. So you know, the Walmarts and the targets are like there, some targets aren't even carrying the classified or the uh, yeah, the classified figures. Um, yeah,
0: I've been in targets that don't even have pegs for them that I've I've never seen the figures there at all.
1: Yeah, so I mean, there there was a bit of a risk. They didn't know how well these were going to do, and right. there's probably also an artificial scarcity because, as we've talked about, um, the scalpers and the bots who are going in there they're clearing these things out before they get there, and so it creates this artificial scarcity. And then, you know, same thing with those ones on the Walmart aisles that are now showing up on clearance because, well, now the people who all needed them right away have theirs. And so now we're back to the average Joe, no pun intended, (laughs) uh, finally getting a chance to get theirs. And not everybody's, GI Joe is still a niche toy for most people.
0: And I think to, to focus on the average Joe, we've got to talk about what is kind of the main line of all of this. And that's the classified series. And I do have to say, you know frustrations aside it is delivering something that i didn't know i wanted because the more time i've had to think about this six this this idea of a six inch gi joe line and you know a year ago if we were talking about this or i guess a year and a half two years ago if we were talking about this i would have said well yeah i just want six inch versions of the original characters not necessarily original figures but like i want you know that 80s looking duke but in six inch and to an extent i wouldn't mind that in two years from now it's entirely possible we'll be looking at a 40th anniversary series and we'll get something like that uh it wouldn't surprise me a bit to see a gi joe line that's along the same lines as what uh, hasbro does with star wars with the 40th anniversary empire strikes back figures on the old school cards uh but until then What we have to me is honestly much more interesting. We're getting modern interpretations of these characters we love. And that for me creates an excitement about the line that wouldn't be there otherwise, because if somebody told me, Hey, bazooka and Alpine are coming out, I'd be like, cool, I'll buy bazooka and Alpine. And that would kind of be the end of the conversation. But now we get this speculation of, Ooh, what are they going to look like? What are they going to do with them? How are they going to integrate their original looks into this modern look? And something that I've really been liking and, and you know, I'm sure we've all noticed is the line has been course correcting a bit as it's gone on. That's true. Mm-hmm.
1: And yeah. The designs of the more recent figures have definitely echoed their original counterparts a lot more than some of those early ones. And there's, you know, if you've, if you've ever worked for in corporate America, I'm sure you've heard all about brand synergy. Yes. And that's the thing that all these companies want and, for all the other like mainstream boys toys line and quotes, things like Star Wars and Marvel and Power Rangers, all these things that Hasbro owns, they're doing six inch figures. And G.I. Joe was being rolled into that shows. This is, as I mentioned, this is the first year in a long time Hasbro has really shown that they are paying attention to this brand and trying to get it out there. So rolling it in and and having these six inch figures along with all their other flagship brands says a lot about um, how much they they want to get them out there
0: well and speaking of synergy we actually do have a media tie-in that came in sort of unexpectedly around the middle of the year we found out there was a gi joe video game on the way uh, with looks based directly off the classified line which is not something you always get out of video games a lot of times Uh, Matter of fact, if you want to take a look at the Batman Arkham games, those designs were completely original. Uh, While DC Collectibles did release a line of action figures, the looks in the game were not tied to anything and there was not any really cohesive plan to have a a marketing blitz the way that Star Wars and now G.I. Joe tend to do. Uh, So we have this video game with playable versions of these action figures, essentially, and the video game actually turned out to be a whole lot of fun, which was, I'll admit, surprising to me. Have you guys had the opportunity to play it at all yet?
2: I do have it. I still haven't had a chance to play it yet, though. I haven't bought it yet. I saw it. I saw it in the shop when
1: I was uh, when I was playing my Switch a few weeks back, and I was like, I should purchase it. It's only thirty bucks, but.
0: I just yeah, I mean, it's worth it it, especially especially if you've got somebody who likes playing video games with you like if you want to play video games with somebody the two-player mode is is a lot of fun it, it's uh it's not overwhelming it's it's a pretty we talked about it a few episodes ago but it's uh it's a pretty basic straightforward shooter but the gi joe skins are are fun and they work well it's, it's just a fun game to sit down and play so good job on that one and great job like i said having the actual figure representation there where you're you're playing as something that you can well you can theoretically go to the store and buy
1: (laughs) true yeah well that that actually helped sell it for me a little bit more because my wife and i do like to play co-ops and and other you know two-player games so yeah i'm gonna have to suggest that as the next thing we get into
0: yeah, the the two player co op mode is is very well done. It's it, it's very easy to pick up and play a level, and then when you're done, you know if you just want to spend twenty minutes playing the game, put it back down, pick it up later on. It's it's very in and out, easy to play, solid stuff. Uh, let's see what else did we have in 2020? We talked about the retro line a little bit. It was there was a lot of debate about what the retro line was going to be, a lot of speculation. I know that. I think most Joe fans, particularly around our age who grew up with real American hero, really, really would have liked to seen a return to the O-ring style figures. Uh, but I just, I never thought that was in the cards. I still don't think that's ever going to be in the cards because I think the cost associated with producing figures assembled that way would just be prohibitive. I I, I don't see that happening from Hasbro. And But as I say that, I think about things like the core that lasted for so long that were the same kind of construction that were budget figures. And I wonder if cost is as much of a factor as I think it is.
2: I, I think stockholders and profit is more of a deciding factor when it comes to um, that. I, I know people say the cost of plastic has gone up, you know, the paint apps, articulation, tool tooling all new tooling is super expensive totally totally get it but there are smaller companies out there that are doing this at just slightly more than what we're paying for the retro collection joe so uh, i think they could do it if they wanted to these molds already existed so it was easier yeah to pull them out slap it on you know slap it on vintage style packaging that doesn't uh, match the figure that doesn't right right and <laughs> at, at first i kind of
0: tried to wave that off and be you know as positive as i could be but i gotta say there's just no excuse for that because they have they have the parts available to do a lot better than they're doing uh, at representing that vintage card, yeah, and I don't understand why they're not doing it.
2: But I, I will add, from a cost perspective, I never, never, if you put a gun to my head and said, We're gonna give you a hiss tank for with a driver for 25 bucks in 2020, I'd say you're crazy. Yeah, that's a $50 vehicle yeah. nowadays. So the fact that we got the off striker and the hiss. At such a good cost, uh, I can't hate on it too much.
0: No, those are the sh- the vehicles are the shining stars of the line to me, and it's a shame that we're seeing them just sort of languishing on the Walmart shelves. Because you know, if if going forward, if they f- were able to focus on those vehicles, I'd be fine with that. I honestly don't know that I really need that many retro collection single figure releases because what they're doing. Uh, especially with the reveals we talked about i think it was on the last episode uh, just not that interesting to me mm-hmm. but and new vehicles I, are a hundred percent well
1: especially if you're i mean if you're still an o-ring figure collector those vehicles are almost identical to the ones the fang notwithstanding which is a complete sure. retool but the austriker and the hiss are essentially the same toys that you had growing up with a few minor changes um so, yeah, you can still incorporate those in with your classic displays. So I think those definitely have an appeal to people like me, who I wasn't a big uh, fan of the, or not, won't say fan, but I wasn't a big collector of the 25th and fifty 50th lives. Well, you just, 50th, you 50th just didn't dive into it ever. Yeah. Um, but, you know, I still love to have pieces that I can display with my three and three quarter inch 80s Joe figures.
0: Yeah, and those definitely fit the bill. Uh, one final thing I want to talk about a little bit. It was interesting seeing 3 uh, 0 and Super 7 actually be integrated into the Hasbro Pulse website. Uh, you know, obviously, they have the license to make G.I. Joe uh, toys that Hasbro is not making, but I thought it was very interesting to see them so closely integrated with what Hasbro is doing. I, I feel like that's a different thing and a step in a a different direction from from how Hasbro usually
2: handles things. So speaking from a totally different toy line, I will say that Hasbro has been good at knowing there are there are some niche markets. There there are toy lines that we put out that have a very small but dedicated following and you know oh gosh i think it was like 2012 13 maybe um when hasbro you know being a gem in the holograms collector Mm. we kept badgering them you know the anniversary is coming up the 25th anniversary is coming up you got to do something you got to do something and they're like you know what it's not worth it so we're going to let integrity dolls Put out a line so Hasbro actually saying we know there's people out there that want these sort of things so we're going to hook up with another toy company license it let them deal with it and you can get your stuff I I wish more companies would do that do you think
0: they learned that lesson uh, from Mattel a little bit well no because actually that the gem line came before Super 7 was doing masters didn't it oh yeah
2: yeah, way, way before. Yeah, because
0: that was years ago. Uh, time, mm-hmm. time becomes I, a slippery thing. As yeah, you right? <laughs> 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 so Mattel might have actually taken that cue from Hasbro, which is crazy to me because in a weird way, Mattel has seemed a little more innovative with some of the things that they've licensed out. Uh, but yeah. But then
2: Mattel also saw there was still a market there and then pulled it back.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Well, they saw there was a market there and, you know, movie in the works, Netflix series in the works. They were like, Oh, it's time for us to make the money on this again. (laughs)
2: Uh, But I I, think, think, you know, like getting the GI Joe records, I I know like you had picked up the soundtracks, like doing more stuff like that to say, you know, we know there aren't unfortunately, you know, millions of people out there clamoring for this, but for those of you who want it, we're willing to get it out there
0: so with that synergy happening or with that uh, teamwork between different companies happening i'm going to throw this out to sort of wrap up this segment um we have never really seen sunbow gi joe figures in the way that super seven produced filmation masters of universe figures it, it's there have been interpretations of the sunbow's look but
2: okay that's fair
0: stick yeah. stick with me here <laughs> would you be interested in a sunbow reaction line oh yeah
1: i would buy those
0: like based like like the pop culture shock, which by the way, I didn't put those over enough, those pop culture shock sh- statues, we've talked about them. but I'm gonna talk about them again, they're great. I've got them in hand now and they're incredible. So in the same way that those pop culture shock statues are the animated versions, this would be a line of reaction figures completely based off the animation.
1: And I don't I, open like, my reaction figures, so right. That's so I wouldn't mind the lack of articulation on them. Is but if you had a really if 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 you had the box art or the the card art,
0: and you know they would,
1: yeah, looking you know looking perfect, and you had the figure who looked like a perfect sunbow figure, I would I would buy them. I don't know I don't know if I'd buy them all, depending on how many they put out at twenty yeah, bucks yeah. a pop. But
0: well, that, that's the thing is, Super Seven's really smart about how they do that. They it's usually about six per wave and they space them out several months so you're not buying like six figures a month or anything like that uh and here as far as the card art would go what i'm picturing is you know similar to the vintage card art except it's the sunbow animation and like an animated looking burst behind them something along those lines uh and then i mean
2: i I don't want it because I don't want to pay 18 bucks a piece for these figures, but I'd a hundred percent buy them if they did them. See, I I'm totally Natalie and Bruglia torn right now because <laughs> I am, <laughs> I'm going, I would love to see that like visually. I'm curious what they would do with it. But to me, even going back to when I was a kid, articulation, articulation, articulation sure, sure. was always the selling point for GI Joe. So when I try to pick, think oh can i handle five points of articulation i i couldn't do it when star wars went back to it after collecting the vintage collection for so long so i don't think i could
0: (laughs) (laughs) but i want to see it and and the other fun thing is if it was based directly on sunbow we could see things like supporting characters uh that you know never got made that were just made in the cartoon there, there are all kinds of interesting possibilities, but this is, this is just pure, you know, what if, and it's not something I necessarily think is going to happen. But at the same time, there's so much precedent with Thundercats and Masters of the Universe, and you know, all these other reaction lines that we've seen. It's something I think could be very interesting. All right, guys. Well, I think it is time to move on. Uh, well, I no you... wanted to
1: mention one oh, thing go though for 2020, the biggest moneymaker probably for hasbro for gi joe the the biggest piece of media probably in their eyes didn't happen this year because of COVID and that's the snake eyes movie so we we still have that to look forward to coming up but that was when i was looking at all the things that were that was reminding me why oh like hasbro's definitely taking gi joe seriously i was like that's that's their big finale for the year right there. Well, and that uh,
0: was why they were taking G.I. Joe so seriously is they yep. had a movie franchise because that's, you know, a toy line now to, to make it into a mainstream toy line has to have something to tie into. Mm-hmm. And that was Hasbro's anchor for G.I. Joe and it didn't happen.
1: Yep. And I'm still looking forward to it. I've I've heard, you know, I've heard good advanced buzz. So I'm I'm yeah. being cautiously optimistic.
0: Yeah, I'm excited for the movie and I'm interested to see... Uh, we know they're classified series figures based on it, but there's also a toy line with a $9.99 per figure price point. And I'm very interested in seeing what that is exactly. Uh, we, we've seen how dumbed down things can be, but we've also seen how clever other companies can be. You know, Spin Master is doing an incredible DC Universe line right now that are eight bucks a piece. Uh, and if Hasbro were to do GI Joe figures in that same sort of style and format, they could be tough for me to resist, but we'll uh, we'll probably find out whenever Toy Fair ends up happening, which we we already know it's been, I think, pushed back to May. Uh, but again, probably going to be another online event. All right, you guys, well, I think it's time to move on to America's Elite. Welcome to America's Elite, where we pick the best version of a character from multiple G.I. Joe lines. I'm not going to say all, because we're probably going to miss something again. Uh, because as al- always, we are using the fantastic YoJo.com, or I guess the, the currently still fantastic. We'll see how long this lasts, uh, is our reference, because three and three quarter inch does tend to be the focus of the show for us. And this month, I have chosen dial tone one of my favorite characters uh or i guess one of my favorite figures we don't character wise i don't know that we <laughs> necessarily get a whole lot out of dial tone mm. but uh figure wise when he came out uh in 86 he just had a really cool look to him noel i know you love the fact that he's a beret guy that's right <laughs> so let's talk about dial tone that first version One of the things that stands out to me about him, and this is so ridiculous, but those knee pads that stick up over his knee joints, (laughs) uh, just a cool looking thing, a nice touch design wise, uh, any, any sort of kibble that sticks out from the figure a little bit more. Just makes it, uh, gives it, makes it a little more fun to futz around with and gives it a different profile to me. And so, Dialtone's knee pads are actually one of the things that I, I think is cool about him.
1: I don't know if you ever watch a uh, hooded Cobra Commander 788's videos on YouTube, but he's always like, he always gives every figure bonus points for having knee pads. And these are <laughs> definitely like, uh, uh, high quality knee pads on Dial Tone.
0: <laughs> Yeah, they definitely are. Uh, so when this dial tone first came out, uh, we've discussed before, uh, if you go and listen to the needless things, podcast episodes, where we go through 1986, uh, we talk about how he's the replacement for breaker, because as the line went on, they decided they needed to refresh certain specialties and our communication specialist was breaker. And now going into 1986, we have dial tone who, who is, uh, obviously a much more detailed and busy figure than breaker. He's got all these little technical components all over him. Uh, His, his open back gloves, which I was always interested in the way that they presented these gloves because they're, they're meant to be almost like golf gloves, I guess that they have the open on the back of the hand, but though it's like padding painted skin tone, so it's like his skin is puffing out of the gloves almost like they're too tight they're too tight yeah
1: <laughs> <laughs> I, 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 I guess i i guess they probably were supposed to be like padding but for some reason they just went with the 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 same color as his skin so it just looks like it's his hands popping through i don't know if that was the the intent or not
0: that'd be an interesting thing to find out but yeah it's it's a. Uh... You know, just looking at it though, it is a different look. It's not just straight up black gloves. He's got a little more color down there. Uh, just, just a cool figure. He looks like a techie guy. He looks like he's going to hang out with mainframe and they're going to have communications adventures.
1: And I love it because 86 was the first year where we really started getting... I mean, well, there were a lot in 85 too, but we really started getting some color schemes that were not exactly battlefield appropriate. So I'm glad that for the most part, Dialtone is in like traditional military colors with his, his beige and his his green and his black. Um, you know, not, probably not all regulation colors, but still you could you could look at this figure and think, yeah, this is an actual military uniform.
0: And then of course is crazy com rig the backpack
2: the backpack
0: is it's as great as the figure is the backpack is probably the selling point because having that little articulated microphone man that was cool
1: oh yeah
0: and we're all well Noel, you don't have one christian and i have the cool dial tone (laughs) microphone on right now Uh, uh then that same year we get our first variant of Dial Tone that has a special place in my heart uh, because it is from the Special Mission Brazil pack. Oh, hang on, it's not letting me click. It's just bringing up another picture of Dial Tone. Turn <laughs> it, YoJo.
1: You got to you got to click on it and then click on the the actual hey. description below where oh, it says Dial Tone V two, and then it'll take you to the listing.
0: I'm sure this will only get better with the new ownership when I uh, so think, anyway
2: uh, uh, special Brazilian mission Brazil. jungle camouflage i think <laughs> yeah. bright red yes <laughs> well apparently I'm the guy on the brought... phone the rest of the team sends out first
0: <laughs> hasbro thought bright red as well um but it's a cool variation and this blew my mind at the time because you know repaints were not something that as far as being costume refreshes just didn't occur to me at the time. And it's very interesting that he came the same year as the original figure.
1: Yeah. I mean, sometimes it would happen like the next year early on, like with the uh, grand slam or clutch or grunt getting a different color uh, with the same mold. But in the same year, I think this was the first year that they had several figures that were repainted in the, in
0: new colors. Well, I like this version It is not the better version to me, but like I said, it has a sentimental value because my mom got me this set kind of out of nowhere. And I didn't even know what it was and it blew my mind at the time. So I'll, I'll always love this style tone, but we're still the V one is still the big winner for me. Uh, what is it? What's our next one here?
2: So it's the same, uh, it's V one just done in blue with, um, silver for all of his, tech gear. Uh, looks like he came with more accessories. Um, like, he actually came with a giant uh, satellite backpack. Like, it actually has a little mini satellite dish. Well, this is a Sonic Fighter, so these were the ones that had the backpacks that oh. uh, had the little buttons
1: that made noise. So. Yeah,
2: yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, my, then, and, my younger brother never got him.
1: Yeah, so this... Uh, I, I, do, I do love the Sonic Fighters because... Well, now, now you could put that technology in a backpack that would actually be a reasonable size for the figure. <laughs> right? But at the time, this is what we're limited with, and so they're they're a little little goofy. But I love the fact that he's almost got the Technovipers colors, um, which I liked on that figure with that kind of purple and silver and gray.
0: I think this is a really good color scheme. It's not as exciting as the previous two, but it yeah. actually makes a little bit more sense. Uh, I do like this. And he comes with so much gear. It's preposterous.
2: <laughs> yeah, I keep looking at him and I'm like, it, you're, the colors do go well together. However, uh, as much as I was riffing on him, the solid red uh, of version two just looks more toyetic yes. to me. Like he looks like he belongs in a comic book, whereas the Sonic fighters reminds me of, yeah, he could actually be fighting in a battle. I yeah, just he's... can't
1: get over the way the red clashes with the brown. Those those <laughs> colors just do not complement one another on V2.
2: Which is funny because G.I. Joe in the 90s is known for its garish colors and looks like dial tone actually made out okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, we do
0: have a, a pretty bright and ridiculous dial tone here in 1994, though, that barely even resembles dial tone if we're being honest
2: but look at that smiling face
0: (laughs) well he's got the mustache uh but otherwise i don't know what about this guy said this this is from uh the battle corps in 1994
1: which was just the main line that's just what they called the main line joe's the last one or two years of
2: the run yeah his helmet is totally samurai pizza cat's (laughs) <laughs> but is... it
0: does have a microphone on
2: it it does have a microphone but um
1: yeah this this is one of those where i have a feeling that they just design some figures and just assign them names to keep copyrights at this point because outside of the the headphones uh, or the, the, the little you know the headset uh, on his head on his uh Helmet words are hard. Uh, there's not really <laughs> anything that screams like dial tone for this one, or or even communications officer. No, yeah,
2: no, no, absolutely not. I mean, to me, it, if you take the helmet away, he 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 reminds me of of like the eco warriors kind of look. And well, yeah, anything no. that has
0: that neon to me. Kind of does that, and what's interesting is this torso was never used again. It was made specifically for him, but there's nothing on it that looks Dial Tony. If anything, no. if anything, it looks like he has some kind of respirator pack that's not connected <laughs> to anything, so it doesn't even make sense. Ugh,
2: all those years of smoking.
0: Oh, poor old Dial Tony He talks like Cain now.
1: Jones <laughs> <laughs> come coming. I have a message from the field.
0: All right let's let's move on from this guy uh to to perhaps an even more generic dial tone uh in 2000 we get he does have the beret uh he does have the knee pads he's lost the mustache he which, shaved. Well, to me disqualifies mm. him entirely yep. this is
1: weird because this is a straight repaint of the original dial tone figure minus a mustache so I think he got in trouble. His mustache wasn't regulation, so they just had to they, they just forced him to shave it. No, he's uh, one day.
0: different. No, he's uh his torso's different, isn't
1: it? Nope, it's the same torso. This is uh Oh my god! You're yeah. right. Exact same moment.
2: Oh
0: it's funny how much difference it makes those grenades being silver instead of black. Mm-hmm. Dear
2: listeners, this was the moment in 2021 when you just heard Mayan Phantom's mind completely blown.
1: <laughs> That's wild. But I really like this because it this looks like uh, this looks like Army Dial Tone. Like, yeah, he, he looks yeah. battlefield ready.
2: He would have fit in with the 82 wave for sure. I
0: okay decided. so this is I you know what I don't know that I have this one and I've got most of the 2000 Joes from this wave or uh, from this line rather I'm I'm actually looking at his his
1: face close up and I think that that mustache might still be molded and is just not painted which is really creepy
0: So he's doing a Cesar Romero <laughs> Yes <laughs> I think you might be right I think right. you're
2: right if you see <laughs> it looks like he has like It looks like he's got a hair lip.
0: (laughs) (laughs) So this is Joaquin Phoenix's dial tone, which I would take
2: too soon.
0: Yeah. Too soon. I'd see that movie. No, that'd be great. Uh, yeah, I, I like this one. I wish maybe he had a little bit more than just a walkie talkie. Like if he had one of those cool, uh, calm set things like that, they actually Mm. sold. Do you guys remember? That was a thing in, uh, I guess 83 or 84, maybe there was a little handheld walkie talkie deal. It was GI Joe branded and it had a carry around thing with a little speaker on it attached by a cord and then a separate walkie talkie that you could go off and like talk to Mm -mm. somebody with, Mm -mm. Uh, but it'd be cool if he had that, but yeah, this is a good one. This is a solid one. I can't complain about this. And I did blow my mind that this is the same figure just in matching colors now. In, in fact, with the exception of 94,
1: they've all been the same figure, and we still have more of that coming up.
0: Yeah, that's what I'm looking at, is we've got two more versions that are the exact same thing. Yep. And I do have this version 6. Uh, I keep opening this the wrong way. I'm so bad <laughs> at the internet. It's a wonder I can run <laughs> any podcasts, let alone Okay, TV. boomer. <laughs> uh so the, he was the awestriker driver
1: Ah, uh, yes
0: um, which is bizarre and it's also strange that he is wearing opera gloves yeah i can't with that <laughs> no 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 this is oof he's got some metal it looks like it might be a metallic green on the knee pads and the uh boots
1: I think of all of the repaints of this figure thus far, this has got to be just the most generic and uninspired.
0: This is the worst. This is terrible. Let's move on. Well, 2003.
1: <laughs> now now, now we're getting to the good stuff, because we all know how much I love my Tiger Force.
0: <laughs> yeah, well, and this one actually looks, uh, rather than looking like bad colored design, this just looks like a different uniform that dial tone might have had
2: yeah this looks like it fits like he could have been a figure that just time to go put tiger on my tiger force thing <laughs> <laughs> or whatever they should. tiger force
0: go i don't know there's got to be a thing right how did <laughs> how did the joes know there has to be some catchy way to say okay it's tiger force time let's roar
1: yeah, something. And then Katy Perry plays in the background. No.
0: <laughs> uh, so yeah, this is a solid one. He he doesn't have any calm stuff whatsoever, so that's kind of disappointing. He's got that same backpack that came with. I have no less than fifty of that backpack. If yeah, if you go
1: to like a GI Joe toy convention and you see people who are selling loose accessories, they they have entire bins full of like those three or four backpacks that were. <laughs> On every figure in the (laughs) mid-2000s.
0: Yeah, they reused those a lot. Uh, All right, so we jump ahead six years now to a very different dial tone. Yeah. Uh, This is a case of them just slapping a name onto a character from the movie. I'm not even sure if a character like this appeared in the G.I. Joe movie, Uh, but I don't care because they're reusing the cover girl body, uh, the movie cover girl body. And then they put a new head on it, which I think is, might be the Helix head. I'm not sure. Let's see. It looks like it. I should be able to scroll. Yeah. It's the agent head, uh, agent Helix head. Uh, But it's, this is a cool version. I like it. I actually really liked all of these um, brown camo variations that they did. Mm Uh, I thought this was cool, and I liked having uh, like Noel, like you said about Tiger Force. I like having uniform looks for the Joes. So one of the great things that the movie lines did, and we'll talk about those at some point, in my opinion, was we got a ton of characters in that gray camo, and then they went and did a bunch in this brown camo. And I, I just I think that's cool. I love having a a sort of a, a squad look on my shelf. I think it looks really cool. Well,
1: they so they. They did this female version instead of Jack Morelli. It's Jill Morelli, so they they went with that name. Um, but she was in a lot of media. This is the only figure we got of her. Um, but she was in IDW comics. Uh, she was in GI Joe Resolute. She was in The Rise of Cobra. Um, so they did they did use her like, like they did Carla Greer for Doc and they did a couple of right, other gender right. swaps throughout the years. So I which is I funny because no... I
2: remember her, but I am totally drawing a blank on female dial tone.
1: Well, she didn't she wasn't a, ever used as a major character. I think she's got kind of a couple of throwaway um, mm. I don't a couple of like throwaway scenes in the background. They may not have even named her in the Rise of Cobra movie. Um, no, I'm pretty sure they didn't but but I know that I do remember seeing her and be, her being named as such
2: in the comics I just I'm having an issue with the dial tones that don't really come with communications well she comes with a laptop yeah. she comes with a laptop so okay just, so she appropriate in can do her Twitter and <laughs> her Facebooking but um, I, I it's some variation on the updated version of the backpack something well i think i part- like the figure i do yeah yeah but those accessories are are needing a lot of work
0: well and part of the issue here is breaker was one of the major characters from the movie so the do we how much emphasis do we put on two different communication specialists so she's kind of she's kind of support with the laptop i don't know mm. i got nothing But that's okay (laughs) because we move on into, I guess, the land of disappointment for me because I think our next one up, yeah, a G.I. Joe convention exclusive. uh, Not a bad dial tone at all, and he does have the original backpack, which is great. But not a look I would feel I'd need to go out of my way to get, and you would absolutely be going out of your way to get this if you wanted it.
2: Yeah, he doesn't look bad. Um, I, he he doesn't look very G.I. Joe to me. He almost looks like I'm the foreign Legion character that assists G.I. Joe on special <laughs> two-part episodes. <laughs> he
0: he has a sort of throwback, almost like Sergeant Rock or Howling Commandos yeah, or something like that. You know,
1: I mean, it's a good it's a good looking figure. It just doesn't yeah. scream dial, tune, dial tone to me. His yeah. head his head looks kind of mean gene Okerland esque, which is kind of bothering me. <laughs> but he does come with the original communications backpack or at least a like a remolded version of it. So
0: Yeah, this isn't bad, but but again, like if I found this just at retail for ten bucks, I'd be like, Well, yeah, I'm gonna buy this, but for a convention exclusive. Uh, certainly not anything that I feel the need to have on my shelf.
1: It's also interesting that it took you, you first of the, of this style figure. You had first the female version of Dialtone, and then you had this version before you even got to anything that resembled anything that people remember Dialtone looking like.
0: Which is our next subject from 2011 or 2010? I'm sorry uh well it's conflicting on the same page it says series 27 from 2011 and it says we're released as the 2010 (laughs) uh collector's club membership exclusive figure uh so i didn't get into the collector's club at any point because the prices just seemed outrageous to me and i don't know you guys may know was it was it a deal where you signed up and you got every figure regardless of whether you wanted it or not yes So yeah, yeah, it it was
2: a straight up subscription, just like Masters of the Universe Classics. Transformers was doing one, Um, and and it was just—I
0: think these were like at the time maybe thirty-five or more bucks a figure, or something like that.
2: Yeah, yeah, I remember it being too pricey for my justification.
0: It it seemed like insanity to me, whatever the price was at at the time. Yeah,
1: because there were always two levels. There was like your basic membership level. Into the Collectors Club, which got you like the one exclusive figure every year, and the and the magazine, and then you could attend the the convention every year. But then there was the subscription service, which was on top of that too.
0: So that's when this, you got the
1: monthly figures.
0: This is essentially trying to do Dial Tone in the 25th anniversary style. Uh, I don't care for it. No. Yeah, I think miss the mark. Yeah.
1: He's very orange in the face.
0: Well, he's he got that the... he's got that nice Hulk Hogan hot dog tan. <laughs> he has no neck. And, and that holster. Why is his holster the same color as his shirt?
1: And Yeah. He's got those he's got those claw hands that I hate to
2: Yeah, and yeah. The original dial tone i felt like yes was wearing a long sleeve shirt but it wasn't a pirate poofy arm shirt (laughs) which is what they gave him and i think it 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 throws it off yeah this is uh
1: He's got airborne's arms, so that would explain why he's got those puffy uh, arms. Okay. I mean,
0: these were mostly kit bashes, right? Yes. Oh, yeah. yeah.
1: There was a uh, lot of parts farming going on with all of these figures around this time.
2: Yeah i I, I don't think really they had anything complete original. I think they. Any of them. I think Maybe. they would get
0: heads. Yeah, for some of them, but I think that was about it. Everything else was just farmed parts
1: but even but even the head sometimes they just would pick the worst head to like when you're popping gung-ho's head on to make cutter and i'm like no why would you do that that's a very distinctive head
0: yeah yeah uh all right so it it's it breaks my heart that we don't have a 25th anniversary dial tone um i i hate that but we do have one more to cover here and I am surprising myself by saying I think I like this one more than the last one.
2: <laughs> well, I think the dark colors on the poofy sleeve <laughs> sorta of help, but the uh the silver bracers really draw attention to the fact that it's a poofy sleeve.
0: Yeah, and well, and that's why does he have silver elastic on his dark brown shirt?
1: <laughs> and why does he have like mustard? Spilled on his knee pads. <laughs>
0: <laughs> they do look like hot dogs. We had a lot of hot dog <laughs> themes here. Well, and also let's look at this face. Is it I mean it's kind of mean genie again? Yeah. Yeah. Boy, this is I, I was wrong. I don't like this more than the last one. No. <laughs> it's I, the the offensiveness of the parts choices is covered up by the offensiveness of the deco.
1: <laughs> and I love the original Tiger Force with the with the blue shirt. And I don't know why they chose to change the color scheme on this version of Tiger yeah. Force. Yeah.
2: Yeah.
0: I wonder if maybe that because I don't have any 25th anniversary Tiger Force stuff. It it just wasn't one of my deals. Uh, I wonder if maybe at some point they changed the Tiger Force colors to be this brown and black and, and tiger stripe rather than the blue. I don't know. But, uh, whatever the case we have covered the most significant entries into the GI Joe toy lines, uh, of dial tone. And I mean, nothing beats the original in my opinion.
2: Man, I mean, I'm, I'm, even... I'm so I'm I'm there with you, but I gotta say a very very close photo finish second for me is the original Tiger Force dial tone. I like, like yeah. When I, love I look it. at it's them good. all together, my eye goes right to him. Yeah, and I have a soft spot for the V five, which is
1: the one who's in like the more traditional military fatigues, who also does have communications equipment with him. He's got the walkie talkie. Yes um he's you know he's got uh it's got some cool accessories not but he's got the, the caesar
0: ones. romero mustache treatment <laughs> yeah the caesar romero
1: mustache might take him down a notch i'd i'd probably have to see the figure because i've I've never seen this figure in in person that i'm aware of i'd have to see him in person and take a look at him but i i just love that deco i love to see joe's that just look like they walked out of the out of, the, out of a set of a movie you know like this so here's something
0: you could do is you could grab one of the other not as good dial tones I'm going to suggest version 6 and just do a little head swap yeah and then well, you but... end up with this guy with a black beret which kind of takes away a little bit but at least you've got his mustache
1: yeah the the fact that the beret actually has the detailing um the detailing that it does not just the not just the flash but also but the, the the leather strip around it yeah. is, is painted separately from the rest of the beret
2: yeah
0: that
1: is that's a nice some detail. pretty like pretty sharp detail on this figure
2: yeah since the the stash is actually sculpted on his face i think get yourself a really really good magnifying glass and a straight pen and just paint the mustache on
0: old school marker it on that was actually a friend of mine I don't remember what it was called, but there was like a G.I. Joe collector's club in the Mm eighties and a friend of mine was a member and he got all the little magazines and one of the magazines actually had an article about how to detail your figures with a Sharpie.
2: Hmm. Oh, wow.
0: Yeah. That was actually, I would love to track down some of those. And at some point I will. Uh, I used to
1: have, and I probably still have some of those magazines uh, buried around here somewhere. I, I had a handful of them.
0: So are we all in agreement?
2: Well, I don't know. Cause we had some tiger force dissension. What do you guys think? No, I think version one still beats it, but yeah. it's, think, it's really close.
1: Yeah. Version, version one's going to always have it. It's, it's the only one of these figures I've ever owned. Um, it's always going to have a soft spot in my heart because it was the original, but I think there's a couple of others that are, if I were looking at it from a completely objective viewpoint, um, where i'd never you know owned a dial tone before i might choose a v5
0: v5 is nice and very reminiscent of the first joe's that came out too yeah that more strictly military look and and it really does blow my mind that this figure is the same and i, I think i could have it in hand and maybe not even realize like oh this is all the same parts learn something new every episode
1: now that's that's what i aim to do
0: All right, you guys, it is time to move on to Instruments of Destruction.
2: Welcome back to the Audible Interlude Podcast, where now we look at our instruments of destruction, where we're going to talk about a vehicle uh, in all of its shapes and forms and media and cross-promotion and anything else uh, involved with it. So to kick off 2021, I thought instead of going with a vehicle that I have, a history with that I own. I wanted to dig into something new. And I came across a vehicle in an eBay lot uh, that I had never seen before. And it was this squat, square looking tank. uh, And I've kind of been on that aesthetic recently um, with vehicles and, and transformers of just this boxy robot shape. And I was like, what is that? So it took a little digging and I was like, what? this really awesome vehicle known as the Warthog, which was Sergeant Slaughter's second vehicle. So now I'm faced with my probably least or second least favorite, Joe, in <laughs> this really amazing vehicle. Um, so it is as square as square can be with a front that sort of looks like the APC troop carrier, uh, tank treads, uh, two giant missiles on the top and a TANA, which I'm sure lots of kids lose. Um, and it's also a, a smaller troop carrier, really, because it's got these doors on the side that open up. And that is a a huge thing for me, is like vehicles that you can not only have the driver, but store other characters in. And this thing just looks like you could drive it into the middle of a battle, and it is going to take a major pounding before you get it to stop. Um, and the the deco... Using the what I'm assuming are the headlights as eyes with painted teeth underneath to form the warthog, uh, I thought was a really cool touch. So, again, I've never owned it visually, very, very striking. And I need to add this to my collection.
0: So, I had no memory of this vehicle whatsoever. When Toys R Us started carrying their exclusive repaint reissues in 2002, I bought this in in a black version called the Night Rhino. Oh, yeah. And I thought at the time it was an original vehicle that they were just releasing, which was so weird to me to be (laughs) alongside all of the repaints that had been coming out. Uh, like they did, the, I think that was when they did like the bronze Rattler and, and all kinds of just really strange repaints. So I got it though, because I wasn't buying a ton of the vehicles at the time because the color schemes were too crazy to me, but this looked like a really cool military style vehicle. Like you said, it's all boxy and I really like that. And then to have those panels in the back that open up, you can put, uh, I think two guys on either side, maybe, maybe more, I think it holds uh, even got, more.
1: I
2: think it holds like six figures uh, Yeah, inside. it's
0: because it's it goes up under the front a little bit too. And then it's got the hatches on top. Yeah, lots it has like of...
2: two dr- – well, I guess one driver and then one hatch for somebody to stand, you know, on the top with a gun.
0: Yeah, lots of little moving parts. Um just a really cool powerful looking vehicle and it it came with dusty which made no sense because that guy is not dusty but that's another story well uh, that's a
1: repaint that's a repaint of the other dusty or at least it's i don't know if it's a straight repaint because he's got sleeves but the desert trooper dusty that came out in like 1990 also oh, had yeah, that beret yeah. that's worn that's worn on the wrong side of his head
0: yeah uh but yeah that so going back to look at the original warthog I really want one of these in this drab olive green. I think this is a much cooler look than the black. Uh, and I can see it's got still got the tan interior, but the, you're right. The face that's on the front, uh, all, all the teeth and everything. It's just such a great look, such an intimidating looking vehicle. And the fact that it came with one of my favorite Joe's, Sergeant <laughs> Slaughter, uh, makes it really weird. I thought weird. you would like that. Well, it just made it weird that I, I completely missed it initially because I wasn't collecting Joe in 1988, but I, w- I would imagine I was still aware of it and I just have no memory of this thing whatsoever.
2: Me neither. Um, and not that I was, you know, that's that gap between when me and my older brother were no longer into Joe's before my younger brother got into it in the 90s. But they... I. When so looking at the fact that they made a micro vehicle for it, um, makes me think that either this was a big push for them because it was a Sergeant Slaughter vehicle and they thought that it was possibly going to do more. I mean, I right, again, right. having not owned it, I have no idea, but then I stop and think of of all the other vehicles that came out during that time period like yep i knew that i knew that how did this slip under my radar yeah um
1: yeah this was this is definitely after i quit collecting too but i remember seeing this because i would still occasionally sneak down the the toy aisle at cape mart or whatever and look to see what they had and i remember seeing this one and i knew it was based on an actual military vehicle so it always it always kind of you know, stood out to me as being something interesting, but I I don't know why it took me years long after that to figure out that it was actually a Sergeant Slaughter vehicle as well. Cause I remember seeing it in the stories, but don't remember seeing Sergeant Slaughter included with it. Um, and there's, and there's a lot of, like a lot of the toys in that era. Like if I look at them now from my, my bias as being a Joe fan from like 82 to 86, a little bit of it into 87, um, there's stuff that came after that I'm like that doesn't like a gi joe fi- gi joe vehicle but this looks like a gi joe vehicle like this yeah, is, mm-hmm. i could see released in 83 and would have fit in just perfectly with everything else that year
0: yeah absolutely all right well yeah, uh any other thoughts about this warthog it was uh the original retail price was nine dollars and 29 cents which is mind blowing because it that's came an with odd amount. it came with a uh, sergeant. Well, I th- that's probably the MSRP. I'm sure it was like nine ninety nine at retail or whatever. But uh, the sergeant slaughter that it came with has what looks to me to be the same chest that they reused for something else that we will be discussing in the near future. Uh, and he had a removable hat, which was a big deal.
1: Yeah. And a full head of hair, which is not like the real Sergeant
0: Slaughter. Well, if if, if, uh, if you know, there is a story about Arn Anderson and his Galoob action figure and the reason why some of them have a big bald spot and some of them do not. <laughs> Apparently old Arn got a little angry about that bald spot. Uh, and I would imagine Sergeant Slaughter had a little bit of creative control as to how they depicted uh, that full head of hair. <laughs> Uh, but anyway, yeah, Warthog, great vehicle, holds up to this day and honestly mm-hmm. uh, could potentially be a candidate for some kind of reissue in the retro line,
2: I would think. Yeah. Yeah, it totally fits in the price point. Yeah, since I've never owned this,
1: this vehicle either, I would, snap, especially at $25 price point with a with a driver, I would snatch that up in a heartbeat.
0: And it last came out in 2006. So, you know, yes, that was 15 years ago. Yeah.
1: Uh, Oh, don't if, mind me. Years ago,
0: but uh, you know, recent enough that, that maybe they've still got these parts laying around and can do something with them. All right, any other thoughts about the warthog, you guys? Warthog slash night rhino. uh Are we gonna get a Ramon
1: song to uh to to bumper this?
0: <laughs> no, because <laughs> I have to keep this copyright free
1: and PG thirteen. Well, yeah, that's
0: yes, that as well. <laughs> All right, it is time to wrap things up here on this month's episode of Audible Interlude. But before we do that, we have to throw out our Knowing is Half the Babble segment, where we each get a limited amount of time to ramble about anything G.I. Joe-related. Uh, Noel, why don't you kick us off?
1: All right. Well, um, we have been talking about yojo.com and how it is um, may or may not be something that we're able to use as a resource in the future. Um, There are some alternative alternatives that we've we've been using. You know, 3D Joes is great uh, for some visual stuff. Jopedia is great for some information. Um, This isn't really a reference, but it's. I think it's a kind of overlooked Joe site is joaday.com. Um, if, you, if you've if you never checked out joaday.com for, uh, for between June 2011 and April 2019, almost every single day there was an update. Um, just doing a, a brief review of either a Joe figure, um, but also some vehicles, uh, some comics issues, delving a lot into like uh, art, both comic art and uh, card art. Some Joe adjacent figures, like some Sergeant Rock stuff, some big Jim, some core, um, and even some like novelty items. Like there's one where he, he reviews some earrings that he bought for his wife. Um, but if you gotta, if, if you want, to, I mean, you could spend days and days and days going through these archives and never get bored. Um, but yeah, check out Joe a day if you're looking for some some good uh, insights
2: on some Joe stuff. All right, Christian. Hey, listeners. So. I like to give Dave a little bit of crap for liking Sergeant Slaughter so much. (laughs) So let us know in the socials, would you like us to do a Sergeant Slaughter themed episode where we can go toe to toe and decide? So yeah, hit us up on Twitter, Facebook, all the socials. Let us know, let us know what you guys want to see. And uh, yeah
0: we could almost do a version of Springfield showdown, but it's where I defend slaughter and you <laughs> like pros versus cons. Right. We, we could, we could do something like that. So yeah, yeah, definitely, uh, hit up GI Joe audible on Twitter and let us know if that's something that you'd be interested in hearing, uh, because I will go to bat for the Sarge. Believe it maggots. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, all right. Well, to close things out, we, we already kind of covered this at the beginning of the show, but I, I wanted to expand a little bit uh, on the current wave of target exclusive Cobra Island figures. I wanted to do kind of a, a report. What I've observed online, my hopes when these were announced was that Hasbro and target had both sort of learned their lesson with the, as far as I'm concerned, disaster that was the last wave of Cobra Island figures Uh, roadblock was fairly easily obtainable. The Cobra troopers, obviously being troop builders vanished, uh, instantly, very rarely to be seen if ever. Uh, and then we had Baroness and the motorcycle that I lucked out pure luck, uh, just hit the right place at the right time one day and ended up standing around for about an hour and a half talking to a fellow Joe fan. While the employee who was very gracious about the whole thing kind of rummaged through various stuff that had come in that day and brought two, two of that Baroness set out, we each got one. And that's the only time I've ever seen it anywhere. Um, and then what else? What else was in that first wave? Oh, uh, Beachhead. Who I got online. And have never seen. And apparently there's a variant. There's a blue-eyed beachhead and a brown-eyed beachhead. Uh, but again, I, I never saw in the store. I a buddy sent me one, and then I managed to order one from Target for my son. Uh, and that's it. I mean, as far as being on the pegs, the only one I ever saw in the first wave on the pegs was Roadblock. Uh, and that was two three times and now these new ones i had high hopes that they'd be plentiful and they're not the same thing has happened the release date hit january 1st and they were not you know i got lucky in order to firefly but it's not like it was hassle-free and it's not like there was any kind of major window to order them and the vipers i mean again they're troop builders anybody who's finding them is probably buying every single one they find and from what i've heard stores were getting between six and 18 of them and that's it and we don't know how many weeks it'll be before they get any more in uh we don't know if they will get any more in because the baroness uh never seemed to ship again it seemed like whatever went out in the initial shipment was was kind of it and then from there they were piecemealing them out between stores nobody was even getting full cases of anything anymore uh it's disappointing it's majorly disappointing that uh, a much desired troop builder and a maybe less desired version of a very desired character are, are being released in this way and are causing. It's it's not even about being able to get them. It's about causing frustration in your customers, is what I don't understand.
2: Nothing can kill a line faster than not being able to get the figures in the line. Well, it's, figure it's here almost- or there understandable, but when when the headache becomes too much and you can't find them. Well, it's You've almost inverse it
0: of the the potato chip thing, like you can't have just one. Well, with these figures, if you're missing just one, you know, for some people that can kill the line. Yep. Mhm. So if there's something that's just and I realize impossible to get in this day of eBay is not even a term we should use, but if if it is too expensive to reasonably obtain something, uh yeah, that absolutely kills a line. And you know, I, I hope maybe it remains to be seen. We're only a few days into this release. Uh, you know, maybe they'll blow up and, and be very easy to find. I hope that's the case, but I also thought that would be the case with the other ones. and It, it was never was.
1: Well, the other thing with this too, is that while these are more adult themed toys, really these should also be attracting the eyes of a, of a new generation of Joe fans too. And if you can never get like the younger generation uh get their hands on these toys and get a chance to fall in love with them like we did 35 40 years ago you know what is that gonna do for your brand going forward
0: well and that's the thing is like you can't you can't stumble across a new toy line if it's not on the pegs to be found. Yep. Nope. Uh and even the mainline releases are are not there. Now from what I understand that's gonna be those are going to be hitting uh, they've got repaints. And we, I think, completely glossed over this. Repaints of Roadblock and Scarlet uh, are coming soon. They're the same figures, but the color schemes have been changed up a little bit. Uh, the Roadblock is okay. They're different. I don't know that they're really necessarily even better. They're just different. I, I think they slightly more resemble... Uh, some of the original looks but uh again that's that course correction that hasbro is doing so hopefully you know i'm not saying i need to be able to find every single figure every single time i walk into a target but it would be nice for there to be some gi joe figures there yeah it would nice for it would be nice if those pegs had something on them uh when you go to the store but to be fair most toy lines are suffering from that problem right now Uh, There are only a few that seem to be able to hang in there with distribution. So Uh, to end on a more positive note, lots of cool G.I. Joe stuff is on the way. A lot of it we haven't seen yet, like the new movie product. And it's still just as exciting a time this year as it was last year to be a G.I. Joe fan. So please be sure uh, to tune in to the new episodes of Audible Interlude the first Monday of every month. Uh, featuring music by Andy Sanford of electricminnowmusic.com uh, Noel, why don't you tell us about The Finest?
1: The Finest is an international G.I. Joe costuming group in which I am uh, proud to be a member of. Um, you can check out thefinest.cc uh, or find us on Facebook uh, other social media platforms as well um and uh yeah we 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 dress in fun costumes we also do it for a great cause uh raising money for a fantastic charity called canines for warriors so uh help us raise some money we we love it it's especially hard to do in these covet times we can't get together and do real conventions very often but uh, any way that we can raise money uh, some of our garrisons are doing uh charity auctions and things like that you can also follow our individual garrisons um from our main site and uh yeah um just good good stuff for a good cause
0: and christian where can we find some awesome
2: figure photography you can find me on instagram and flicker.com at legion cub awesome well thank you guys for sitting down and once
0: again talking about the thing we all love gi joe yo joe
2: cobra